The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. And speaking of welcome backs, welcome back, K-Mac. Dude, Kevin McCuller had himself a night. Yes, I'm sure we'll get into more of that later, but it was against a current incarnate word, but also our guy's first game back of the year. Very efficient. Mm-hmm. This evening, how are you, man? How's how's things going? Things be going. Yeah, they do. Picked up and going full time, full speed, full speed ahead into the Xbox universe. That's right. You've got to you've got to give me your uh, gamer tag sometime. We can um, we can exchange deets and play Halo. We can hook up on the Xbox. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. I. I uh, I took Michael's Xbox off his hands in exchange for a little cash. Brought it into the Rogers household as a family Christmas present, more or so. Yeah. Just something else for me and Grayson to play on. There you go. Um, so I started with, so I, uh, I took advantage of the uh, ultimate game pass, whatever it is. They have the trial for it. Doing that, which gives you, if you're not familiar with Microsoft, how they, they they do their digital games, basically gives you access to their a large digital library of games you can download to your system or to your to a, an external hard drive connected to your 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 Xbox, uh, and then you can play games that way instead of having discs. Um, so the very first thing I did is I found the Halo Master Chief Collection. It's uh, it's not. It doesn't start with Halo One though. I'm a little disappointed with that. It starts with Halo Reach, and then two, three, four, ODST, all those. Like it's like five or six games. Um, several of the games I haven't played before. So I'm, um, I started the campaign this afternoon. Played for about 20 minutes, and I was like, I was making too much noise because on the living room, Samantha was still working, taking calls from her boss. I was like I'm just gonna pause this. <laughs> <laughs> and we had dinner just put this on hold yeah we had dinner in the basketball game um but i also have game i have madden 20 on the queue to download um i've got fortnite and roblox i actually took the plunge and i i was going to they had some really great deals on buying games and i bought madden 21 and i haven't bought a football game since crabtree was on the cover of ncaa football it was like 13 years ago it's been a while uh, i still have that in case anyone in case you want to play it spencer if no, you want to borrow that i can <laughs> <laughs> but anyway I, I was never good at them and my i was never that knowledgeable of 
about football for years. I'm still not. You guys listening to this probably know this. It's no surprise to you. But uh, it was kind of fun picking up a football game for the first time in over a decade and feeling more like I know what's going on, even though I don't know how to do anything. Yeah. I, I vaguely know. I just pick the Chiefs and then I go, you know, I go on easy Four mode <laughs> or arcade or whatever it is. Yeah. And and just uh, I mean, we we me and my Chiefs just just completely destroyed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the other day. I think it was 42 to nothing. Nice. Five um, minute quarters, man. Just, just, just annihilated them. Just annihilated. I was running the ball at the end just to, just to kill some clock, but Cause you, you just kept you, scoring. Couldn't help. You felt mercy. You wanted to have mercy on them. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to get on and do some, some farming simulator uh, and then report back to all of our listeners who I know, I know love to hear about us farming in the digital world. I know. I'm really excited about that that possibility. But if we're going to do it, then Michael, we're not playing European maps. That 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 those are trash. Hey, I will I will <laughs> uh, accommodate you however you need for me to try a multiplayer farming simulator game. I'm in. I will have to get the Xbox version of it though. So well, we may have to wait. Maybe on it's that. on Game Pass. It's not. Farm Simulator 17 uh, is on Game Pass. I, I looked. I know. I looked. 17's on there. Uh, they haven't come out with 21 yet. I don't know if they're going to do a 21. I, I haven't. They we, we've gone way off the rails here. We have. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, it's it's that time of year, though. We we are we're in the week between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, New Year's Eve is just a couple days away. We do have basketball games to talk about, though. There was a game tonight versus Incarnate Word. There's a game on Saturday versus Oklahoma State, uh, and then one next week on Tuesday night. Um, versus Kansas State. I think I said that. Distracted because things are popping up from work. Um, we'll, t- we'll we'll touch on the Ken Palm and Haslametrics projections uh, and talk about how eerily accurate they've been, especially for Texas yes. the past couple of games. Yeah. Um, and then we'll we'll get into football. Um, and of course we're gonna talk about. Sunny Cumby and not so much about what he's going to be able to do at Texas Tech, but just how some of my, some of our fans are like getting on my nerves. <laughs> and this is one of you, like I, I have three statements that I've heard uh, multiple times from different people. I I I want to I want to have a conversation. I want I want to have a discourse with you about why these things are not fact, but opinion and hope. But they've been presented as fact. This sounds um, very. This sounds very um, healthy. It's it so like box, a good place to be. It's it's not going to be good. We'll we'll do a, a roster update because there've been some changes. Give you our playoff predictions projections. I guess we can talk about some Big 12 bowl games. There's two on tonight. Oklahoma State and Texas both playing tonight. Get to your questions. Uh, talk about our favorite Christmas gifts, New, Year, New Year's Eve plans, and what we learned. But if you want to follow us on Twitter, as always, you can hit us up at 23Personnel. Me, Spencer, at Suck, and Michael, at Michael underscore LBK. You can follow us on Instagram, at 23Personnel Podcast, and pick up all of your favorite 23 personnel merchandise 
at our Teespring store, teespring.com slash stores slash 23 personnel podcast. All of those links are in the show notes. So if you want to just direct link, forget trying to type out all that kind of stuff, go to stakingtheplanes.com, go to the podcast post. Links are right there in the intro. Before we talk about Incarnate Word and basketball tonight and Kevin McCullers' glorious return to the court, we need to remind you that the wait is finally over. Football's in full effect. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Basketball is coming back already. Many teams starting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's, uh, let's talk some hoops. Here comes Stevenson. Spins. With a three, good! What a shot, Kyler Edwards! Ready, double, into three, going to puts it down! Already, Odiasi, Tropars it in! Got clocked down to five, got the screen, here's a three, good! Culver got the separation. Oh, big shot. Stepping up big time! Dagger! Culver with the dish. Our man, Kevin McCuller, returned to the court. Did he? Did he ever return? <laughs> Did he ever? 
he came on, uh, I don't know, maybe five minutes in the end of the game. So he didn't start. He wasn't the first guy off the bench. But when he hit the court, when he laced him up, checked into the game, man. Well, and, and I was kind of worried, not worried, but I think the first time I saw him get the ball, I believe it was on a rebound or it was a direct pass to the post and he hesitated. He did a jump fake and they were all over him by the time he did that. And he, he either was just got off a terrible shot or turned it over or something. And I think I'm remarked out loud to my wife and daughter who <laughs> were not paying attention. It's like, Oh, he's just, he'll be fine. He's, he should have just gone straight up. He's, just got to knock the rust off and, and guys, he did. He definitely did. Yeah. Um, I was excited to see him come in. Uh, there was a, there was an audible reaction to him checking in. You could hear over the broadcast. A lot of fans in attendance were excited to see him as well. He came in, played only 12 minutes tonight, but they were, like you said, very productive 12 minutes. He scored 11 points in those 12 minutes, five of nine from the field. There weren't a lot of shots where you were like, eh, he's still working himself back in. Like he, he took good shots. Uh, it was one, one from the free throw line, grabbed three boards. So in his first, yeah, few unfortunately back, two, you know, he was over two from three. So he was, he was five for seven, uh, within just inside the arc. So a, a very productive 12 minutes for a guy's first time back. And we had both kind of expected this thinking, I think the last two games he's been listed as a game time decision. Well, and this, he this was not. no exception. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and this was another game time decision. But last week you and I were both, we, we both saw who was coming to town. Incarnate Word does not have the strongest team right now. And we thought if there's any chance to get him to knock a little bit of the rust off before jumping into a big or a power five game, whether it's big 12 or the sec matchup coming up, but this was going to be it. And so I wasn't super surprised to see him out there, but I was surprised to see how productive he was. It's like he picked up right where he left off. Yeah. Um, if you were watching the ESPN plus broadcast, uh, Harrison level were, were real thick on this for a while that incarnate word had not played a game in like three and a half weeks coming into this one. Um, and they were obviously when we talked about the projections last time as a 343rd best team in the country, maybe your weakest opponent, uh, they're up there with, Grambling State, I think, was like that. Um, anyways. Yes. It's going to ramp up in your next game. Um, but tonight, you defeated Incarnate Word, the Cardinals, 79-51. It wasn't even that close. Most of the game, um, you went on like a 26-3 run there the first, early in the first half to kind of put some distance there. You didn't have any starters. You had one starter and in double figures with Santos Silva. He had 11, uh, four of seven. He did not have a good, uh, shooting night. Uh, he was under 50% from the free throw line, three of eight. You need to get that cleared up a little bit. McClung only shot once, uh, one free throw. He was one of one. Shannon was one of one. PV was one of two. The team finished 15 of 23. So you, 
you're, you were able to get to the line quite a bit, but that 65% though is pretty low. Uh, you were pretty bad from behind the, the arg three point only six of 20. Uh, so good for 30%. You were nearly 44% from the floor. Uh, so any, any other shot that wasn't a three, it was really high percentage. You were, you were getting the ball down low. You were taking good shots. There weren't a lot of possessions. You're like, why did you take that shot? Why did you not find the open man? Um, it felt, you know, as much as, as, as much as it was a game against a very overmatched opponent, you didn't do them any favors. Uh, you weren't taking bad shots. You weren't, um, you know, not taking good possessions. On the flip side, on defense, uh, you were as good as as you have been. Um, you forced twenty turnovers, um, and you you converted those twenty turnovers into twenty six points. So you were taking the ball from them, converting those into opportunities and points for you. Um, you out rebounded them like you should have, thirty eight to thirty, um, with. McClung leading the team with seven. No, just kidding. Edwards at eight. I was about to say, wow. McClung with the, the, the leading rebounder. Well, they, they really, uh, you know, stepped it up. I know that we've got to take into account the quality of the opponent and everything, but something that we've kind of seen lacking so far this season has been bench points. It seems like, uh, um, Beard has really settled in with maybe eight, an eight guy rotation for most of these big games, uh, you know, against Houston and against Kansas. Now McCullers back that may stretch a little bit, but I think everybody played tonight. And so with that in mind, there were 44 bench points. Mm. Now 11 of them are McCullers because he came in off the bench, obviously 42 points in the paint tech dominated the paint tonight. Uh, you, you know, that's not something you see, a whole lot this year and hopefully that will continue to progress but I, i'm trying not to take too much stock in this win aside from you know a win's a win i'm glad they they were able to pull it through you can't take anything just for granted you got to play the game all that kind of stuff but uh, it was the the main takeaway for me is just seeing mcculler come back looking great uh, labar mentioned it in the slack chat he does look like he's he's uh hit a few hit some weights a little bit. He's got, he's gotten a little bit thicker, so that could help out too. down low, trying to get some boards, trying to push up a tough shot, get fouled, get to the line. Um, he's a good free throw shooter. So glad to see him back. Good timing because Oklahoma state is a pretty tough little team, um, to face. I mean, they're, Let's see. That's going to be what Sunday or Saturday? A Saturday. It's Saturday at three. So Saturday at three. Set your Palm Pilots. ESPN Plus again. Oklahoma State comes in. They're six and two, mm-hmm. and they've lost their last two in a row by a combined four points. They lost versus TCU at home, seventy-six to seventy-seven. They lost in Austin, seventy-four seventy-seven. So just very close Big 12 losses. And that loss in Austin was December 20th, Sunday. So they will have 
you know, sat almost entire week before they, they come to Lubbock on Saturday. Um, you know, Cade Cunningham, of course, is the big ticket guy there averaging about 19, almost 20 points a game. I, aside from him, I mean, Isaac like Khalili, how do you say that? Likely. Yep. He's got 10 points per game. Uh, Rondell Walker, eight and a half. He comes off the bench though, but it, it seems like they've, you know, they're, like you said last week, Cunningham is basically going to be the guy to, to try to slow down and stop. Tech has had success doing that. They've stopped key players this year, but they have then allowed other guys to shine. So hopefully that won't be the case this week. Well, so the, the, Silver lining there uh, is if you do slow down Cade Cunningham uh, outside of likely, like they don't really have a, a scoring threat. I don't know if you, if you gave Cunningham's point averages, he averages almost 20 points a game. Uh, and yeah. so did that. So incarnate word also had a player that averaged 20 points a game. I'm not, I'm not saying you're going to hold Cade Cunningham like you did the Cardinals leading scorer, but past Cunningham is likely uh, with 10 points. Nobody else scores in double figures for them. So if if you're gonna if you're gonna commit to slowing down one person, you've got a pretty good shot. Now, of course, it's saying you're gonna slow down one of the best, you know, freshmen out there. Um, you know, the dude shoots forty five percent from the field, um, and then like I said with likely being your next leading scorer for the Cowboys, excuse me, he shoots 60%. Um, you know, if you got, if you're going to be keying in on, on anybody, it's Cade Cunningham and then likely, but outside of that, I mean, they're, they're up there in terms of team rankings that they're a couple spots behind Oklahoma. Uh, you know, obviously you were able to go up into Norman and win that game by two. Um, the the Oklahoma State team is not a team that that presents itself, at least to me, to me in my eyes, as a team that has a lot of size. It's going to try to beat you down low. Uh, they're kind of built similarly to Tech, that they're going to have a lot of guys yeah. that are uh, tweeners, uh, kind of positionless, hybrid type guys. So they're going to match up pretty well with you. Um, in terms of offense, uh, they they score, you know, per one hundred possessions, point four fewer points than does Texas Tech. Um, so Texas Tech right now, before tonight, was averaging 108 points per 100 possessions. Oklahoma State, 107.6. The defense, uh, Texas Tech still leading the country there at number one. Oklahoma State, not that, not really that far behind at 25. 91. Right. Considering the number of teams, yeah, tw- 25 spots is not that far uh, as far as adjusted defense numbers go. Right. Whereas Incarnate Word tonight was 350th in adjusted defense. Yes. And, the uh, thing, and we saw that. Yeah. The thing that, that kind of can open your eyes though a little bit, their, their adjusted tempo, they play way faster than you do. They're, they're, they're going to find open shots, uh, drive and take those early, early looks. Um, they're 38th in country in terms of tempo where Texas tech is 322nd. So they're going to want to move the ball on you. If you're, if you're going to be able, if you're going to win this game, you're going to slow them down a little bit. 
you're going to limit their fast break opportunities and you're going to kind of put as much control on Kate Cunningham as, as you can. Um, now in terms of Ken Palm and Haslametrics, Ken Palm had Texas tech at number 11 tonight, uh, previously 10th. I think you're kind of settling into that, uh, into kind of where, where you're going to be, uh, throughout the, um, the big 12 play. I think, uh, low teens is about where, where, where Texas tech, where I'd put Texas tech. Now, with Kevin McCullough coming back, that may change things. He may be able to, to elevate the guys around him. Obviously, he was one of your better defenders last season. Uh, and obviously, as we saw tonight, 11 points on, in 12 minutes. He's, he's no slouch on offense either. Um, Haslametrics has Tech at number 7. So, Ken Palm moved Tech from 10 to 11. Haslametrics moved Tech from 8 to 7. Kind of moving a little bit in a different direction. But just one spot, Oklahoma State, like I said, coming up next, 46th in the country. So, again, in terms of basketball, you know, the top 50, like they're, they're, they're going to be close. This is like, like I said, Oklahoma State's up there pretty close to Oklahoma. We saw what, what game that was like. Um, now, this one's at home. You get a little bit more of an advantage than you did on the road. Uh, Haslametrics for, for Oklahoma had that game as a three-point win for you. For Texas Tech, you won the game by two. Tonight, uh, they had it, oh, 31 point win. You won by 28. Like they, the, the projection had you win this game 82 51. You won the game 79 51. Yeah. That's, these numbers are, it, it's really wild. And with that in mind, I mean, they've, Haslametrics has Tech winning next week or Saturday. 74 to 62 uh, against the Cowboys. I don't see it being that, that wide of a spread. Um, I would be surprised. Yeah, I really would. I, I think that, yeah, I, I think um, tech has the chance to really prove something here, especially with McCuller back. I don't, uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to get too excited because the, there's, I'm sure there's a chemistry aspect that's, that may take a few games to really click back together. Uh, interesting tonight as well that Edwards also Edwards did not start tonight again. Um, Burton started instead. Burton had a killer dunk that I didn't even it just came out of nowhere. He was <laughs> I made just a comment. driving to do you remember that? Did I did. I made I, I, I made the comment to Samantha because it's not like, like he was all alone in the lane driving to, to the no. basket. But I said, you know, he and that defender played chicken. Like he, he, Burton had the opportunity to pass off to somebody else, but he went up in the air and the defender was like, no, nah, I'm not playing with that. And, and, and Burton <laughs> finished and he dunked it real hard at the rim. Um, but yeah, there, there was, there were, like I said, he had the opportunity to pass it off. He, it was, it was an impressive, uh, offensive possession there. So yeah, speak- he exploded. I, I just thought, okay, he's going to go for a contested layup or something. And then out of nowhere, like almost elbow hanging from the rim dunk that would have, I would have probably shattered a bone trying to do that. I'm not, I'm not oh, athletic sure. enough to, yeah, I would have for my arm to even withstand the force that was brought down on the rim. But and that just kind of, I remember just watching and thinking, Oh, well here comes a contest. Oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> my bad Burton. I, I sold you short. I didn't mean to my bad. Um, okay. So, 
I want to re- rewind the, the clock a little bit because there was a there was a there was a call in this game. I think it happened twice, um, and it's it's one that I think is as clear as day. Like this is something that sh- that should just be removed f- from the rules. At least it shouldn't be called the way that it, it gets called. But I, I want to go back uh, and remind everybody how much whining and moaning Jay Billis was doing uh, during the Kansas game, talking about the Texas Tech defense not actually playing defense when they have the help defender slide over and take a charge. Mm-hmm. That's not defense. That's just getting in the way. If you want to have that stance, fine. But the point is they're trying to get in the way of, of a, a moving offensive player moving towards the basket, right? The thing that bugs me the most is when an offensive player – gets the defender to jump into the air and the offensive player basically lowers their shoulder and bumps the defender in the air. And then it's called a defensive foul. Yeah. The intention of that rule is to have defenders not clobber the shooter when they're in the air, not for the offensive player to create contact with the, the only intention of that, of that move is to get the, is to get the foul. Whereas with the with the, the the with the charge, like you're you're trying to slow down or alter an offensive player driving. Uh, you want to try to create a turnover if you can. Um, but like as 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 much as 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 Billis whined and complained about that, I was like, I wonder where he stands on that. I don't even know what to call that move where the the offensive player gets the usually defender. you get him in the air. You, 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 yeah. There's a fake jump shot at the elbow or whatever, and the guy goes in the air and just moves about three inches towards you. And while he's in the air, you dive into his chest and try to throw up some shot. And oh, foul. Oh, foul. I don't like that either. It's, I kind of, I talked about it a little bit last week, but the charge situation, it kind of irks me as well. Um, I understand it's the rules, I understand it's, Everyone can play that way if they want to. Beard definitely chooses to play that way and emphasizes it. I, I don't care for the fact that some guy from the baseline can slide over to the post and with his feet barely set, somehow get a foul call. Um, but also, just for getting run over in the right spot. <laughs> and 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 in defense of, of of Chris Beard in our defense, though the rule was written in a way that you don't have to have your feet set. You just have to be. You have to have a, oh, what did it say? You have position. to, you have to gain a legal guarding position. It doesn't say, okay, you, so you have it, to it be at least in front of them. Yeah. It, it doesn't say you have to stand there with your feet planted with your hands over your crotch and get knocked over backwards. <laughs> like you used to get trucked. Into this, into <laughs> the that's still, that still happens a lot. You'll, you'll see somebody slide over and they'll kind of squeeze their shoulders together and, and, and put their arms straight down between their legs. No, like that's one thing, but like it, it happened a couple of times against tech tonight where the, I incarnate word Cardinal got the defender in the air and then did that stupid, like they'll, they'll jump up, kind of touch them with their shoulder halfway attempt a shot and then flail their arms. Like that's not the intention. Like that's not the intent of that rule. Like you're only doing that to get a foul. That's not basketball. Oh yeah. That's stupid. And I, I can't stand it when it's a, beyond a three and and then you see it a lot in the nba and my spurs were guilty of it quite a bit i think ginobili was was oh, i couldn't stand one of ginobili. the best no he was worst. one of the best at that sort of thing it's one of the worst 
but but yeah, it, it's not a it's not a delightful play. It's 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 a heady play if you want to call it that. It's kind of I I get what you're getting at that that's not what that rule is intended for. But you could argue it for both things that the guy that just decides to ra- randomly appear in front of a someone driving to the basket in hopes that they get landed on their ass so that the ball will go the other way is, is kind of the same type of play as, Oh, I've got this guy in the air. I'm going to shoot just for the heck of it because I know that they're going to call it and I get to shoot some free throws. I will absolutely not ever admit that. <laughs> well, fair enough. Hey, right. hey, speaking of, Speaking of basketball, we still got next week Kansas State. Kansas State. Yes, there will be another instant reaction podcast because as y'all know, we record on Tuesdays and this one will be over, it should be by the time we actually fire up the mics. Kansas State has struggled a little bit this year. They struggled against <laughs> Omaha tonight. I I don't I don't see how Bruce Weber survives this season. I don't either. It's because I know five and five. I know that there was some, some discontent there last year and they weren't that bad. They, they, they had Dean Wade. He he was really good. Uh, the guy that nobody liked, I'm blanking on his name to transfer into Virginia tech. He was a big prima Donna. What was his name? That he like in the game in Lubbock, he was screaming at Weber during a timeout. It was a bad look. Uh, oh, oh I, I do remember that because I think it was Cartier Jara. Yes, uh, he's gone. I do remember that. They're just struggle bus. They, in terms of uh, Ken Palm, they're ranked 146th. Surprisingly, not the lowest Big 12 team. I don't think. No, Iowa State's driving a similar style struggle bus. Um, Which is funny you mention that because that's the one of. Kansas State's five wins against Iowa State is at Iowa State. Oof. Um, so yeah, Kansas State 152nd offense, 145th defense, 343rd tempo. So if you're going to play a slow game, you got to be good at one thing, and they're not good at anything. No, they've lost. Uh, they've lost to Drake in their season opener. Don't know who that is. They lost to. UNLV by a 10. That's respectable. That's fine. Lost to, lost to Fort Hayes state. <laughs> they lost to an opponent. They paid to come to town. Yep. They, they beat Milwaukee by one. Um, they beat Iowa state, but I mean, I'm not going to go through all of them, but that's pretty close. Baylor trounced them by 31. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> they came back and beat the, the dog out of Jacksonville. And then tonight they survive versus the Omaha Mavericks 60 to 58 and what was a close game the entire the entire game uh, Kansas State was only up 32 30 at half so they they've had a rough go to get up to 5 and 5 and hopefully this will be another one that that tech can work off some cobwebs just a little bit you know you, it's still going to be a big 12 game you don't want to assume too much but yeah, next Tuesday, January 5th, 6 p.m., ESPN2 or you 
Oh, I hate ESPN Tech versus Kansas State. I know I prefer ESPN Plus to ESPN U lately by quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the, the following game uh, after Kansas State is Iowa State. So you've got a couple of games here. Uh, three games where you should be favored. Uh, well, obviously you're going to be favored against Oklahoma State. We just talked about that. The Kansas State game. Uh, you're, you're, you're favored by almost 20 against a conference opponent. That's a big line. According to Haslametrics, 73, 57, uh, and then Iowa state. And then you get a couple of really tough games. Um, you travel to Austin to take on the Longhorns. They've been much improved this year. Greg Brown, who he's, uh, one of the better players in the conference and Baylor who was stacked last year returned everybody and then some up there at the top couple of teams in the country up there with Gonzaga um yeah so you've got a couple games uh and then you've got three games to kind of fine-tune Kevin McCuller and the the chemistry with everybody playing and then you get Texas and Baylor back-to-back yes um that's going to be a heck of a, th- I mean, that's a Wednesday, Saturday too. Mm-hmm. It's a quick turnaround. That'll be, that'll be Tech's first Wednesday, Saturday combo of the year that I'm aware of. Um, well, one of the first, but anyway, that pretty quick turnaround to, to go from two top 10 teams. And then, and then, um, so being a quick, quick, quick turnaround. Well, I couldn't spit that out. You've got two back to back Saturday Mondays. Uh, one at the end of January, the 23rd and then 25th, Iowa State, West Virginia. And then you got the 30th and the first LSU and then Oklahoma. Man, so that's going to feel like a drought. Yeah, you're going to go. This tech play. This is good. We've seen no tech basketball for like five days. And then you see three games in two. And then, oh, man. No, why? When are they going to play again? Are they ever going to play again? Can we get and okay. Yeah. I've just got to prepare myself. That's how I'm going to feel. Yeah. You'll, you'll play four games in like nine days and then they'll have like a week off. Pretty crazy, man. I'm ready. Let's, let's get into this big 12 schedule. Let's, let's get into the meat of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're here now. The only other non-conference game we've got left is LSU there. Big 12 SEC challenge at the end of January. So of the 18 rounds, the 18 round fight, big 12 conference, you are, you got 16 games to go with LSU there in the middle. Well, I wanted you, I wanted you to know this before we move on to the next thing is that the wait is finally over. Oh man. I'm so glad. I know football's in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. Bet online's going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to bet online today and use promo code armchair. That's a R M C H A I R to take advantages of all the great Sign up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Support for the 23 Personnel Podcast is also presented by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below the waist grooming, offering precision engineer tools for your family jewels. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better. David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And helping more than 2 million men all over the world get rid of hair on their balls. If you let yourself go in 2020 while in quarantine, Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean and shaved in 2021. Come into quarantine with clean balls thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof and skin safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. This third generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow up you need in 2021. It's also time to freshen up down there this new year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing 
all deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. 2020 was awful. So make sure your boys are refreshed and ready for new beginnings in 2021. Get 20% off with free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com if you use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and let's do 2021 right. Let's talk about some football. Yay! They go four up top. They throw the fade to Fasher. Caught! Touchdown! With time. Delivered. Picked off! DeMarcus Fields down the sideline. Touchdown! Red Raiders! 97 yards! Harold back to throw, going deep down the sideline for Robert Johnson. And oh, my! He's got it! Touchdown! Oh. Robert Johnson, touchdown, Red Raider. Take a shot to the end zone. It's a touchdown to Reginald Davis. All day to throw. Over the top, Jakeem Graham. Touchdown, Texas Tech. Second down now. Deep strike. Got the big man. Country pulls free. And touchdown, Red Raiders with a second to go. The scoring begin. So I mentioned it earlier that there have been some statements from fans, basically opinions and hopes presented as fact. Three of them particularly, and I want to go through each one of them. And okay. Michael, tell me if I'm off base with being perturbed with any of these. Okay. <clears throat> the number one thing that, that bugs me is when people, Texas Tech fans, they're, they're justifying here. They're rationalizing. When they say, if Wells truly lets Cumbie run his offense, you'll like what you see. What is That's, that based on? <laughs> we have never seen Cumbie's offense, but if Wells lets him run it, you, you're going to like what you see. How do we know that? That's what I'm saying, man. We haven't seen a Cumbie offense. Well, and what are we, what do they think we like to see? We like to see points on the board. We like to see dubs. We like to see them eating them Ws. But we don't really care. I mean, you and I don't care about 450 passing yards or what it takes to get there so much. We just want to see an efficient offense that doesn't go, you know, three and out eight times a game and doesn't turn the ball over on third down 36% of no 63% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's just kind of what we're looking for is something that's efficient. That moves, that moves the ball. I, there's no guarantee that we'll like what we see. How can anyone say that? No one knows that. No, no, it's hope. Hope is not a strategy. Now here's the thing we talked about last week. Total offense is a garbage stat. I like it really in terms of Texas Tech and spread offenses and, and, and teams that like to, to, to move the ball around a whole bunch. Putting up a bunch of yards does not mean you're being successful. We've 
We've seen that before. Kingsbury had really successful offenses in terms of total yards. They led the country a couple of years. Had Pat Mahomes, Patrick, excuse me, QB producer has corrected us. Patrick Mahomes. Um, We've seen Texas Tech lead the country in total offense and win four games doing it. (laughs) Right. Total offense, not that big of a deal. And then related to that, somebody said, so we fired the coordinator that was responsible for the 31st best unit in the country, meaning Yoast, but we retained the coordinator that had the 92nd best unit in the country, referring to Keith Patterson. It's like, well, obviously the offense is not what it needed to be. Total defense, as much as total offense, like it's a garbage stat. Like that doesn't mean anything. Scoring defense, scoring offense, and third downs. Turnovers. Those are the big ones. I mean, you might throw red zone in there. You might, I, yeah, you know, so red zone, like your, your red zone performance, uh, and then turnovers that you can control. So if you, if you force a bunch of, a bunch of fumbles, that's one thing. If you recover a, a bunch of fumbles, that's a different thing because that's more like just the luck of the bounce. But if you have a lot of passes defended, uh, and interceptions, that, that's also good for your defense. Anyways, Total offense, total defense, they're garbage stats. I don't, I don't care if Cumbie's offense is good for 350 yards a game. If they're also good for like 35 points a game. Well, I would take 35 in a heartbeat. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't care what yards. I want points. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Okay. Okay. I, I thought you were, I thought you were saying 35 was kind of the minimum bar and i'm thinking no Ooh, that's nope that's a lot <laughs> that's a, little, <laughs> that's a that's good a big improvement from 29 that's a touchdown more than what you did in 2020 um yes okay statement number two that with cumby as the offensive coordinator obviously means that baron morton's going to be the starter day one people have been saying that <laughs> you've seen that and as why i i just i want to take this time to remind you again there are five quarterbacks on campus right now. Granted, he will come ahead. He will, he will come in ahead of the walk on from Monterey, even though he'll be a junior. Okay. Still, that means before any meaningful competition starts, he will be QB five, five. And I don't think that, I don't think the tech fans should hope and or request that a true freshman quarterback starts, especially with the guys that we have in the room right now. I don't like that's a a good place to be, to, to be thinking that that's the best and only option and anything else is going to be total failure. And and that's just going to set up the whole, Oh gosh, third stalled drive against whoever state, week two and well just put morton in just go ahead and put him in why is coming up playing better than this yeah why is coming up playing why you get these recruits if you're not going to play them well dude it's it's week two man let's hold on let's hold on for a second the kids you know just barely gotten used to life off of (laughs) i-20 and and we're gonna throw them into (laughs) throw them into a a, you know a power five game or something so that that doesn't make sense. And sure, Cumbie recruited him. 
sure there's that great photo of the two of them and I'm sure they have a rapport and, um, he, he may do great things with him, but I don't think Cumbie's sitting there thinking, well, obviously that's who I'm going to start. You can't, he may change his mind later, but wow, that would be a really big surprise to, to most of us. If, if somehow Baron Morton's trotting out in August, I think that's going to surprise a lot of people. Yeah. Um, Okay, speaking of week three. Including Baron Mort, probably. (laughs) Speaking of our week three opponent in 2021, that's the FIU Panthers. So. Yeah. Okay. uh, And again, that's not saying that Morton's not a good quarterback and that he won't start. No. uh, That he won't play for Texas Tech. That's not what I'm saying. And that's also not saying like all five quarterbacks that are currently on the roster will be there when he arrives. There have been lots of rumors, nothing substantiated, nothing confirmed, nothing's actually happened with anybody else. Um, but you're just, you're not going to walk on campus, you know, and be QB one unless you're Trevor freaking Lawrence. And even then I'm, I'm sure he had to beat somebody out in practice. But okay. Yeah, for sure. He's going to be our starter. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, those, that's kind of a rare, that's, that's rare company. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and then I guess going back to point one, this is a quote. Uh, it's from Cumbie, but he's referencing a conversation that he had with Matt Wells. And this is what supposedly Wells said to Cumbie that Cumbie was related in his press conference. He said, it's your canvas. I'll be talking about the offense. Uh, is Matt Wells, like I said, talking to, to Cumbie. I want you to come back and I want you to work with it with the pieces that we have in place with the coaches that we have. So, especially that last phrase with the coaches that we have, does that tell you, like, that that flies in the face of Wells letting Cumbie do what he wants to do, right? Like, how often are, are you, are you going to bring in a coordinator like, here, it's going to be your thing, but you can't touch, you can't change the staff, you're going to have to make them work but I want you to do what you want to do, but not that, but this, but not them. You can't touch them. Yeah. It just, it, it doesn't make sense. Like you, you can't say one and, and, and mean both like, sorry, you, you can't say both those things and mean both of them. You can't say well, and that it's was, your offense, but you can't change anything. That was what we were getting at too with everybody and it seems like there's actually some truth to it as much as I was trying to poo poo it, that Patterson was hamstringing the offense, basically trying to make it friendlier for his defense and Which uh, makes sense was, to was me. meddling, was meddling to an extent. And of course he was meddling because there were all these, you know, Jerry kill and Meacham and just a rotating door of co OCs and OCs and people calling plays one year and not calling them the next. And, all this kind of different stuff. Like, okay. There's probably, there's some truth to that. I can see that. But then I thought, but this is, but Wells is still the guy that is, I mean, just based on game time in game decisions and things that they talk about and practice the week before and, and then per- perform during the game, whether it's situational or not, you don't think that he has the chance to possibly metal to possibly interfere. That's kind of what I was getting at. I'm not saying he's the same as Patterson, but 
it, it's going to be hard for Wells to completely let that go. And he may not be able to, but like you said, yeah, step one, he's not going to fire Falani. We've talked about that for mm-hmm. whoever, before we even knew who the OC was going to be, who were, who was he going to get to replace on the staff aside from maybe the offensive line coach? That was it. It seems like that was Wells, gonna be, yeah. Yeah. That was going to be maybe his only guy that he could bring in. And even that may be off the table with, uh, with Cumbie. So it, yeah, it, it's maybe a prove yourself year. If he gets, um, if he gets the offense going like he wants, but there's a certain piece of it and he feels like he could bring in another coach that could, that could do a better job. But, but then you're just still, you're still really stuck. Are you going to fire Joel Filani? Are you going to fire Donovan Smith's dad? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's just not gonna, it's just not gonna work. It's, he's kind of, he's shoehorned with these guys with, but those are pretty good position groups. Um, you know, especially the running backs. So I, anyway, I, I think I've talked about that before, but it is kind of counterintuitive to like what you said is people with the same breath saying that Cumbie's going to get to do whatever he want but he can't hire any coaches. Yeah. That's, I, that's, that's but all aside from that, aside from getting <laughs> to pick who's, who's coaching his offense, he gets to do it every one. And assuming like, and it's going to be great. And you're going to love it. Yeah. Baron Morgan's yeah, going to start. You're going to love it. Baron Morgan's going to start. Also, Wells is still going to call some boneheaded head coaching moves in there. No, he's going to stop that. That's not going to. It's not going to happen this year. That was just, yes. just let just let the offense take the take the risks. You know? Sure, just, just call more more innovative and exciting plays, and don't be like, we're gonna we're gonna shoehorn a onside kick in here for some for some reason. Yeah, because we're ahead. Road. <laughs> it's perfect. Time. Yeah, uh, I wanted to. I wanted to third quarter to refresh everybody on on the players that are leaving. That this this current roster, some are not uh, that much of a surprise. Some teased us for a second, ripped our hearts out. I'm like, actually, no, no, we're not doing that. Um, so there are four players currently that we know of that are heading or that are at least intending to to prepare for the 2021 NFL Draft. An offensive lineman, Jack Anderson, safety, Thomas Leggett, wide receiver, TJ Vasher, and defensive end, Eli Howard. You've got two guys that uh, announced intentions to enter the transfer portal in wide receiver Keyshawn Carter. I, I guess three, if you include the punter, Cody Waddell, uh, and then cornerback Alex Hogan. And then defensive lineman Nick McCann is just, uh, I, I saw this, that he's just been considered that he's graduated and then left the program. So hmm. the little drama today, Tuesday, was that Keyshawn Carter updated his Twitter bio apparently to say that he was a wide receiver at Texas tech and then released a video, some highlight videos of him in 2020 and said that he had some unfinished business in 2021. A lot of people took that to mean that he was going to be coming back. That Cumbie had, uh, of course they automatically just assumed that Cumbie was responsible for convincing him to stay. 
that Keyshawn that Carter was the huge factor. Yeah, I They're mean, like, I oh my gosh, come be gone this day. Too. I would have given him credit for that. Definitely, I was prepared to until the <laughs> that's the rest of it came out. <laughs> and then, like an hour later, like, oh, can confirm? No, he's not coming back to Tech. He was just updating his Twitter profile. I don't know why. Like the message in the video felt very much like this is what I was able to do at, at Texas Tech. I want to do. I want to do more. There's more for, more on the on the table for me. And the supposedly that he he added wide receiver at Texas Tech to his tw- Twitter bio today, only to then remove it, um, which was strange. Keyshawn yeah, Carter. It it was all kind of different, uh, a different way to handle whatever he's actually planning on doing. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh some Big Twelve bowl games. We've got the the Alamo Bowl going on right now with Texas taking on. Colorado, this is an old Big 12 matchup. This is uh, famously the game a couple of years ago where Sam Ellinger in the postgame said, we're back. Ugh. Have they been back? No. Just nails on the chalkboard. <laughs> that was my intent. Um, Oklahoma State was able to hold on in the Cheez-It Bowl down there in Orlando versus Miami. That's actually a much closer game than I was expecting it to be. I was tuned in early in the game. Uh, Oklahoma State got like a big lead on it. It was like 21 to 7. And then Miami lost Derek King, the quarterback transfer from Houston, who had led them all season. Terrible news. Yeah. But then uh, when I came back to the game, getting ready to turn on the Alamo Bowl, it was a three point game, like uh, 37 34. Oklahoma State ends up winning this game, like I said, by three points. But it's a little, a little surprise there. A little, little pucker factor there for Oklahoma yeah. State after thinking, yeah, I'm, oh, we got this. <laughs> Their quarterback's out. I know. I think they were up by two scores going into the fourth. And, and sh- yeah, they they were driving at the end. They just could not get a first down. And by they, I mean Miami. And turned the ball over. I think Miami just had one timeout left, and it was a minute and a half. So that was pretty much all she wrote. But as you mentioned, yeah, UT's playing – the Colorado Buffaloes right now in its halftime as the time of this recording, 17 to 10, uh, the rest of the games for the big 12, you had one got you'll get canceled. to see. Yeah. One got canceled. That was supposed to be for new year's Eve. TCU will Arkansas. no longer be playing Arkansas in their bowl game. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, I think it was a Texas bowl, the Macari Texas bowl. Uh, down right and NRG stadium in Houston, TCU versus Arkansas gets canceled due to COVID concerns on the TCU football team. Yeah. So they've, they've had a rough go with, uh, the COVID sitch over the year. Um, <laughs> they've lost not great. Play. Yeah. Not good. Um, then tomorrow you actually get Florida Oklahoma on ESPN at seven. So Wednesday night, the 30th tonight, if you listen to it, the first day it was released. Number six, Oklahoma, number seven, Florida. That, that brings back the 2008 national title game. When you had Sam Bradford taking on, uh, what's his face? Tim it was a Tebow. Tebow, was it? Yeah, it was Tim Tebow. Of course it was Timothy Tebow. Timothy um, Tebow. Yes. Uh, so, That'll be a good one. I'll, I, I kind of looking forward to that one. I'll that should be that a one. pretty decent matchup. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, Iowa State versus the Oregon Ducks. That's going to be January 2nd at 3. 
go ducks on on espn the what do we got here and i think the last one is the autozone liberty bowl west virginia versus the army black knights i always forget the army's mascot i just feel like they should just be army 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 navy just they're versus the army the (laughs) army army the army the army of army yes uh that's also new year's eve 3 p.m espn down there in memphis tennessee i don't know why i said down there that should be memphis up there but yeah they actually were uh west virginia was set to face the tennessee volunteers but there were COVID issues on the volunteer side and they army opted out had been looking for gave, a bowl game yeah gave nine and two army a, a call and this this may not go well for west virginia i i wouldn't feel super great about this one yeah i don't know but hey they're in a bowl game they're in a bowl game you know good well good for them Texas Tech could have been in a bowl game too. I think there were just some some concerns with hey, we got some some coaches, a coach change to make, offensive well, philosophy to change over. Tech season ended and and they had to shut down everything and the head coach had COVID and there was yeah it just didn't seem like a good time to be exploring bowl bids. All that weirdness right after all that. Your starting quarterback is yeah. like left campus chasing some shoes. That was uh, a weird story. Oh, that's right. Yeah. wonder if you got him. You know, I, I really hope that the, the pair of Crocs was worth it. That's all I got to say. It's, it's not Crocs. Was it really Crocs? It was the Post Malone Crocs. Stupid. really comfortable? They're Crocs. They're, of course they're comfortable. <laughs> all right. So in terms of Big 12 Bulls, like, I don't think, I don't think you got like any bad ones this year. Uh, West Virginia Army kind of like it's a non-traditional matchup, but you could still get behind because I really like to watch Army. I like to watch all of the the service academies, but especially Army. Oklahoma State Miami, just that's a that's a pretty good game. Uh, yeah, it turned out to be for sure. Yeah, Texas Colorado has those old Big Twelve rivalry rival rivalries. Uh, I think one of the last Texas Colorado games I watched was like the 2005 Big Twelve title games where Vince Young like totally embarrassed Colorado was like a 70 to three game <laughs> Oklahoma Florida I mean two two big name programs obviously top 10 teams all good bowl games if you're a fan of big 12 football bowl games bowl games you forgot Iowa State Oregon oh it's not my list either way yeah I, I I like Oregon too so so put that up there another good good matchup I like the Fiesta Bowl for some reason the way that game is presented, the matchups I usually get, and the, the Oklahoma UConn game a few years ago, everything else though has been really good. Uh, yeah, well, I really miss the, I really miss the Tostitos, the Tostitos, Tostitos Fiesta. Bowl. Yeah, it's just the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl just doesn't have the same ring to it. It's because you're Tostitos a hater on PlayStation. Do what? It's because you're a hater on PlayStation. You're an Xbox man. Well, I'm not a, I'm not a hater. It's just when I think Fiesta, I, I'm a hundred percent more likely to think. Tostitos than I'm thinking than I am PlayStation. Dang, dang tortilla chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, got that cake. Anyway, that's all I had. That's all I had on the bowl games. <laughs> uh, yeah, good times, man. That all all good games in my mind. Um, not pulling for all the Big Twelve teams, but 
uh, entertaining nonetheless. Okay. So really quickly, before we move on to questions, we talk about some holiday gifts. Playoffs start this weekend. Playoffs? Playoffs? Uh, who you got, man? We got Alabama Notre Dame with a stupid, crazy line. Bama favored by almost three touchdowns. Yeah. Bama, this was a few days ago. I haven't looked since, but they were favored 19. Bama minus 19. And for all the, well, you know, Texas A&M doesn't belong in there well, because Bama beat the tar out of them. And well, yeah, they did. But at least when they played A&M, Bama was only favored 18. So Ooh. it's basically, it's kind of the same. It's up to <laughs> it 20 just, now. Sure. I mean, it's, it's who gets the honor of losing to, to Bama. I really don't see Notre Dame pulling this off as much as I joked last week, how, how I would enjoy a Notre Dame Clemson national championship game. It would just be just great. Just let's, let's, let's get this a third time. Let's make sure we get it right. Have the same two teams play each other thrice. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be Bama Clemson. So that's who I've got in terms of like, if you look at uh bet online and the, the lines here, I, like we said, Alabama's favored by 20 against Notre Dame now. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. money's going the other. Yeah. <laughs> it's creeping up. Um, and then any other matchup, uh, Alabama, Ohio state, Alabama has an almost 11 point line on that game. Alabama Clemson, Alabama has almost a five point line. So that would be, that would be the closest game with Alabama in it. Ohio state, Notre Dame, Ohio state has that line minus seven Clemson, Notre Dame, Clemson is favored by 14. Ohio state, Clemson. I think we're in for yet another Clemson, Alabama matchup. And I'm going to go with the tide, I guess I'd, I care, but I don't. It's it's interesting. I'll watch them, but it's it doesn't affect me at all. Who I want I want Alabama, Ohio State, because one, I I don't I don't want to see a repeat with Alabama Clemson again. I, we've seen that like too many times the past few years. <clears throat> I just don't as much trash as I've talked about Ohio State all year. I want them to lose by three touchdowns. That's why I don't want them in there because I just want wanted to look painfully obvious, like oh. Oops. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they weren't as good as we thought. They played five games. Yeah. They're not, you know, played one decent team in those five games. They're not favored in their game against Clemson. So that's, that's not in my favor. Correct. But Hey, stranger things have happened. Yeah, man. Sure. <laughs> All right. Let's get to, let's get, let's get to questions. Now, are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Who's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? I'm Ron Burgundy? Damn it! Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This will be more of like my question for you, Michael. Okay. What were some of your favorite Christmas gifts and, and, and not like most expensive, but like the one that you like, you just want to go use or play with or utilize however that may be. My favorite was the new Tom Petty wildflowers and the rest box set. 
It's a four disc CD set. It's really cool because you actually want the book it comes in because it, it talks about and it talks to the band members or the, it talks. Uh, they interview the band members and the producer on little tidbits about each and every song. But there's, of course, the, the whole Wildflowers album on one disc. And then there are a bunch of other songs that they cut at the same time with plans to release a double album that they never released. So a bunch of songs that have never been released till now on a second disc, third disc are the home recording, basic, basically the demo tapes that Petty made of all of these songs. And it's really interesting to listen to those because the arrangements are different. Sometimes the melody is different. Sometimes the tempo is different. Um, words are not the same. He's, he obviously worked things out later. Some of them end up being kind of a, he combined I can anyway, I swear there was one where there were two songs that basically combined to be one of the songs that end up on the album. And then the fourth disc is a bunch of live versions of these songs throughout different concerts all throughout the career. Anyway, I have enjoyed the heck out of that. I've listened to them every chance I get at work in the car while I'm playing farming simulator. (laughs) There you go. I've got, I've got a, I've got a Tom Petty CD going. So that was, um, that was one of my favorites. What, what about yours? Um, well, I, I have a couple of favorites and, and, and in different like categories. One, we got a family board game gift. We got ticket to ride. If you've ever played that game. Oh yes. Uh, only once or twice. I've, I've played it at a friend's house. And yeah, it's pretty competitive. It's pretty good. So we, we played our first game last night. It was all three of us. So me, me Samantha and our, our six year old, but with playing with the six year old, we, we played with open hands. Like we were like, okay, here, here are my, my destinations, which you're not supposed to show everybody. Um, here are the cards that I have that I'm trying to like, you can tell that I'm trying to build, you know, a black line or blue or red, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. One, cause it was just introducing him to the game. We, um, we said that as much as we could, we were not going to try to like intentionally take somebody else's route from them. Like we weren't going to block them. Um, probably the only reason why I won last night was nobody was trying to stop me from winning. Like you weren't like, it was like, it was oh. an educational. It was an introduction version. to a game. Like, we had never played it before, but it was a game I've heard lots of good things about. We played it last night. We, we wanted to play it tonight. Uh, we didn't get a chance. We'll probably play it tomorrow. Um, it's one of those games that, that we picked up and we're just like, we're going to play it all the time. We got a game like that. Uh, ironically, like last fall, like about a year plus ago called pandemic. I probably talked about this before where you're like, you work for the CDC and you're trying to stop the spread of viruses on the map. And it's a, it's a cooperative game. You can play up to six players working together to stop the spread of a pandemic only for us to, actually experience a pandemic the next year. Oh my um, gosh. And Pathetic. then, and then also I've been, I've been trying to get more into golf recently. Uh, and, and those that know me, like I like to like, like when I decide something, I, I, I commit to it. Like when, when I was talking to Michael about the, the Xbox, like, so I got the Xbox, I picked up a, or I ordered battery and charger for the controller because i don't like i don't like to use double a batteries that's painful um yeah 
I'm, I'm also going to get like a, a hard drive to store games on and all that kind of stuff. So I like to go in. So back to golf. I got, um, I, I've been borrowing my, my brother's set of golf clubs more like to figure out what I like, figure out what I'm doing. Um, I've been practicing in the backyard, but I've been using, I've been using our baseball batting practice net, but the net on that, on that net, sorry, the holes, the weave on that net is small enough to stop a baseball, but not small enough to stop a golf ball. So I've had to like engineer and like hang another, like a, like a bed sheet to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like it would hit the, the, the first bit of netting and if that slowed down great, but if it got through, it hit the sheet and it was loose enough that it would just drop. This is an actual, actual golf practice net. So I'll, I, I, I meant to go set it up today and get in the backyard and take some swings on it until now. I haven't been bold enough to hit an actual golf ball into one of these nets. I've, I've been using, um, like the practice golf balls, which are essentially they're foam. Uh, but they're, they're meant to reduce the distance the ball would travel in case it gets away from you with this net. I should be able to hit actual golf balls into this net and just have them not go anywhere. I also got a bunch of, cash and stuff for just gear that I want to pick up, uh, and, or lessons I want to take. Cause I, I, I do want to get better at golf. Cause mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things where in, in my realm, my industry, um, just kind of a general positive thing to pick up is be able to go play a game of golf, a round of golf. If the boss or CEO is like, I'm gonna go golfing. You want to go? Yep. Or, Hey, I, I have a spot on a, a tournament open up. You want to go play? Yep. Oh yeah. One of those tournaments. Yeah. Scrambles or whatever. Like I, I've had to turn it down before and I just feel like, oh, that's stupid. I, I, I should be doing this. <laughs> so anyways, I'm, I'm, reli- I'm, I'm, I'm resistant to it. I appreciate the fact that you're, you're trying to pick it up because one, it seems very difficult. Oh, it's, and it's and so two, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just over it. I'm to the point where I'm almost 40 and I'm like, you know what? Nah, if I don't know how to golf by now, I'm good. I'm, not gonna <laughs> I'm fine with it. <laughs> All right. With uh new year's Eve coming up, you guys got any plans? We don't, uh, there, there's a, you know, we might get out some noisemakers and all that kind of stuff, but that's really it. I, just haven't really thought about it too much. There's no way all three of us would stay up until midnight at this point. It's, <laughs> Wait, it's hold not on. even really. Did, what? At least like, do you and your wife stay up? No, I do. Oh, okay. That's wild. I, but I, like, think, I, I, I think we've, we've known each other for 10 years and there may be one or two where she was awake for new year's. That's crazy to me. And that, was, that was probably very early on. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm only 31. I have not missed a New Year's as long as I can remember. It's. I may have missed it last year, but that, that that's the only one I can remember. It's kind of missing. I, I'm usually up till about 11, 11:30 anyway most evenings. So it's it's not that much of a stretch for me to just roll on through to the, <laughs> to to the next year. <laughs> but usually it's just me. <laughs> so oh. everyone's going to be out. Do y'all have any plans? So we, we get together with Samantha's family. Um, 
same family that we all got sick from, you know, a couple months ago. So we're, we're not too concerned there. Super immune, uh, super immune from the super spreader. Um, yeah. So what what we do is we get together, uh, early evening, late afternoon, and we just all bring a bunch of finger foods to snack on all night. We play games. My wife has organized a talent show in years before. We're going to try to do that. And, and we, we've kind of relaxed the the guidelines of what it means to be a talent show. Like you can show like a favorite video or tell some of your favorite jokes or something. That doesn't have to be like, okay, now, now Spencer's going to play a song on the piano. No, that's not what we're doing. Or here's, here's my f- favorite Lego set that I put together. For well, so Grayson, kind of a show that. and tell almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he may do that. We also figured out a way for him to screen record on an iPad, uh, where he can show something he's built in Minecraft. And he's pretty excited about that. Oh yeah. That prospect. See, there you go. So we're, we're going to have a little talent show, show and tell type thing. We're obviously going to play lots of games. Uh, we'll probably play ticket to ride with some of the people over there. We have, we Samantha got a game. Um, it's the what do you meme game, but it's based on the office. It's office themed. What do you mean? <laughs> That'll be pretty good. And then we just eat a bunch of junk food uh, up until midnight. And then we toast with cider and poppers and then go home and crash because we said it way too late. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to the fireworks, but hopefully it won't be as bad as the 4th of July was. No, it, here. It, it was it was nuts, man. It was. It was pretty bad. All right, for uh for 2020 and for Michael, that'll do it for us on the 23 personnel podcast. We will catch you guys next year. Hope you guys have a happy and safe New Year's. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.